It's all about packaging a film. It's with the right cast, the right director, the right project, the right script. The other thing is, it's all about the execution. And if the execution is great and the cast is great, you know, it could be a commercially, really commercially viable project. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this conversation, we speak to Harvey Ascot, co-founder and exec producer at Dog Eat Dog. We discuss the world of feature films, finding the right director for the right job, and starting your own production company. Now then, Harvey, thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure. And we're in Soho at the moment, uh, in your office, Dog Eat Dog. And we're sat on a trestle table and four fold-out chairs because our desk <laughs> hasn't arrived yet. It's <laughs> a glamorous life. Yeah. I guess the first question we wanted to speak about, talk about, is your route into the industry i guess commercial industry did you go into first or was it music videos or so you want me to start from the beginning well kind of like i guess the first like right this is serious okay so so when i was 16 17 i was starting to get really into film i was doing some filmmaking workshops after school and stuff like that to start with and then i was getting like oh this is really kind of fun and then so i started like working on every short film everything i could work on in in leeds in my my hometown and then back then uh, the re- one of the regional screen agencies screen yorkshire was um, putting out commissions to for producers to produce short films so i was like oh great i'll have a go at that so i produced my first short film at 18 uh, took it to Cannes Film Festival, and that's when it all kind of kicked off. And so, you fir- your first short film went to Cannes. It went to Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? He's lying. <laughs> And a load of bollocks, man. I'm not <laughs> believing any of it. It's true. And Is I, it? No, and, but, you know, an 18-year-old, and I was like, in, at Cannes Film Festival, with all these filmmakers, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm not having it. And uh, I went to Martin Scorsese Masterclass. Martin Scorsese was talking. Best story ever. People don't believe me still. So halfway through, bang. And then Quentin Tarantino walks in and goes, I've come to learn from the best. <laughs> <laughs> and he pointed at you. <laughs> and he, no, 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 Scorsese, obviously. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, so then I was just like, produ- like produ- started to produce shorts and music videos. And then I started kind of starting moving into like film and TV drama and like started from the bottom rung and doing running and worked my way up that way. But like, on my days off and stuff, I was going to go I worked in accounts for the day or worked with locations or whatever just so I could learn as much as I could about everything um and then then on the side I was like producing music videos and like low budget commercials and stuff like that in Yorkshire and Manchester and then after that um I set up a film and TV studio in Leeds called Prime Studios uh, and uh, set that up and we I ran that for two years. But I, again, on the sides, I was like, producing like, like local commercials, music videos, all that kind of stuff. Working for all the kind of local production companies producing their jobs, including people. We also have people in common that we know. Yeah. And, um, and then after two years, I was like, Oh, I'm bored of running a facility. It's fucking shit. So, so two months later, I sold my share in the company, packed up and moved to London. And then I just started in music videos and 
did the whole kind of low budget music videos doing like five five grand ten grand music videos a month like working like crazy 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 and then i i was still working with my friend uh jamie donahue that i'd worked with for ages at his company in leeds and he'd also moved down to london and a bunch of our friends from leeds moved down to london all at the same time it's like a a mass migration <laughs> yeah. ex exodus from leeds to london yeah we stick together don't we yeah yeah and then uh yeah and he wanted to really get into drama um and we he'd do, doing doing music videos and stuff and then after that we just went he so we were going out to kosovo a lot and learning about the culture and the people and he want, wants to get to drama so he's trying to find a, a film to write and we went through loads of writers couldn't find a writer and then he was like and I, one day we were like we were sat there at this weird hotel in Pristina in Kosovo. And he was like, oh, I don't know what to do, Harvey. Like, I really don't know what to do. I need to, I need to get this film written. I was like, well, Jamie, you tell the story better than anyone. Why do you write it? Next day, came down in the morning. Here's a script. And that is the same script as we shot on the shoot day. On the shoot days, yeah. And that's the short film. And that's the short film, Shock, that got that did really well at the fest on the festival circuit. It got nominated for an Oscar, did super well. And it was Kosovo's first nomination Oscar. And yeah. And when did you make Shock? What year was that? Uh, 2014. Right. Yeah. And then from then just, and then in, then I suppose fast forward a few years, 2017, um, set up Dog Eat Dog. And here we are five years later. So was that your second short film you'd ever produced? No, I'd produced bits many. Bits in between. M bits in between. In my yeah. head, I was like, you produced two short films and one's in Cannes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I produced like many short films, many music videos, many com like commercials. So yeah, that is a, literally my route very long. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can cut this, cut whatever you want out later. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's podcast over. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> now then, bye. You know what? That, my other thing is like, what drew you to being, you know, to becoming a producer? I mean, from the day I started working on like these short films back then, I, it was just my dream to be a producer. That's it. So, and then ever since, you know, I've tried camera, tried locations, but nah. I'm just pure producer and that's all I've wanted to be and that's all I want to do. But also producing and running a business are the two great things I really enjoy. I could be selling spanners as well if I wanted to, but I chose producing. So did you always have the idea that from producing, you always wanted to do your own company? Was that like a... Yeah, I've always been, I was a, I was a kid with the illegal tuck shop at school, you know, selling fireworks and selling sweets and stuff. I was the entrepreneurial kind of like kid that was selling stuff. But uh, I found two things I loved, running businesses and producing. And I've now not selling fireworks and um, sweets anymore, but selling, you know wonderful stories know, stories for for the masses yeah. well it's an interesting way in that because i think a lot of people come through it through the freelance route but it sounds like you just had to stab at you making your own business what kind of well i i mean i was freelance for a long time i was freelance from when i started till 2017 and i think i did my last freelance job there's this big job for facebook all across europe and that was it. And then I, I came back to London at Christmas, Christmas, Christmas 2017 and did this huge commercial and 
then I just stopped all freelance work from then. Okay. That's it. Yes. And I've always done it. And, you know, I was never the guy that went to university. I never the guy, you know, worked for a company for a long period of time. But I was just freelance, worked for myself, and then set up my company. As a, as a businessman and a producer, you've got a roster on Dog Eat Dog. How do you go about finding talent? And, you know, how, is, how important is talent for you guys? Talent is really important for, you know, building a business and especially, you know, a really, you know, a really up and coming business and a growing business. Talent is really important, you know, from directors to producers to bringing those people around you and creatives. And, but I also think like, you know, we do have a roster of directors, which is fantastic. And, you know, we really always push for them 100%. But sometimes, you know, you get a script in that, none of the directors are just not right. So we do look out to our freelance pool of directors. And you know, there's a lot of freelance directors that we work with and we've worked with, you know, we worked in the past, you know, even like yourself, Craig, you know, a few years ago when we did that Panavision job. And we, you know, we're a business. So, you know, we've got to keep the lights on, staff employed, and also be making sure that we're advertising, marketing, and pushing off company forward to grow. And it worked both creatively and in a business sense. And we're doing it, and I, I feel like us as a company are doing it at the same same time. We're pushing creativity and we're pushing the business and growth. So that with, with the new talent, because I'm always interested in like how things are changed at the moment in terms of like contracts. How does it work with you guys at Dog Eat Dog? Is it like, do you present a contract with them who are exclusive to you guys or? No, I mean, it's like a, Yes, it's a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. I think that's the nature of what's going on recently there. I think a lot of directors are in a really kind of uh, kind of feeling the benefits of I guess being flexible. Yeah, and I think that's it's a there's a two-pronged attack with, you know, you know, we build strategies with directors and you know, the direct we you know we put a lot of work and investment into promoting our directors. But, you know, I I feel like, you know, Directors have to do the same, and they do with you know they do they do that with through their own work and they're through their own ideas, and that's how we can push forward and move up. So, and I think looking for talent, it's for us. It's always like I think going back to the question you asked for before about how do you find talent, yeah. and that is through like a lot of it's through word of mouth. A lot of it's because we all watch a lot of content on Vimeo, on YouTube, on Instagram, everything. We are all consuming. And it's always like, oh, shit, I remember that. You know, we get that script and we're like, oh, yeah, shit, we, oh, that guy that did that transition that through the window and through that box and up through the table, through the microphone on the, the podcast table. You know, it's like, and that, and that can just, that little moment can just sell that direct into that script to win. So you've recently produced a feature film, yeah. which is really exciting seems to be the kind of holy grail of where people want to be these days in terms of everyone we chat to and you're also still you know kind of heavily in the commercial world how do you how have you found time balancing the two is surrounding yourself with a really good team you know having you know working in film and tv working in film and working in commercial is hard because it's you know especially when you are like a day-to-day -day line producer, which I've now stopped. I'm now like more, I'm more of an EP in the commercials. So I'm more of an EP in commercials and producer in film. And in film, 
you surround yourself with loads of people that are really good at what they do. A great line producer, you know, a great accountant, you know, great, great team around you that go forward and do all those jobs. And you kind of oversee creative, creative budget, make sure you're delivering to the investors, make sure you're delivering the right pro- product to, um, which will sell effectively. And, you know, I think it's just the balance, like dog eat dog now, we're expanding and it's really good. And the, the people around us here at dog eat dog are, you know, we're like a family. We help each other out on the projects. I mean, it's taken me a long time to let go <laughs> a little bit, but I've now learned that I can't do everything. You know, this, this is, you know, it came from a company of, you know, two people above a Chinese takeaway on Brewer Street to, you know, having this very lovely currently bear office in, in Poland Street, which is very nice. To and with with six staff now and it's just it's about it's about growing and commercials are so quick, 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 quick. Films is it takes time. It's not a quick thing. You know, the film we just shot, Jericho Ridge, we shot in Kosovo in March. We've been working on this for like two and a half years and we're delivering at end of October. So it's like nearly three years that we've been involved in this project to get it to deliver and then even then it's going to take two or three months to sell it so yeah it's just, oh, and then we're on to our next film and that's how we, we go so how did it how did that the, the first how do you to get onto that ladder with the feature films is it from just doing all these short films you've been doing and then it's all about packaging a film it's with the right cast the right director the right project the right script the other thing is it's all about the execution and if the execution is great and the cast is great you know, it could be a commercially, really commercially viable project. Investors, <laughs> where do they live? Investment is hard. And even to the film we've just done, we've just closed finance on the film. And, you know, you know, it's, it's effectively finding that finance is hard because you've got to be able to show a saleable product that is worth that money. And the investors need to know they're definitely going to get it back, you know, with a nice premium, obviously. But it is it is hard, and there are specific funders out there that do go. You know, to there are specific funders out there that will can help. You know, up and coming projects. You know, you know, there's stuff like the BFI, for example, uh, private investment through you know friends and family and all that kind of stuff. That's obviously another uh, way to go. But there's also uh, there's. There's also agents and management companies and also film financing companies in London that help package projects. And it's all about packaging a project to, and and also sales agents as well. Sales agents also help package projects. And if you get a packaged project and, I can hear you, Beard. Sorry. And when you you say package projects, is that like, you know, like say in a commercial way, like treatment, you know, like a treatment. Yeah. Is, is it like that? So, so package, packaging a, a, a film is 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 a treatment, is a, um, a a script, is a financial deck on the budget and where you think you're going to get that money from. Like, is it an equity, which is equity, tax credit, gap money, all, all, all those different kinds of, and, and even soft money to get like tax credits and stuff like that, like non-recoupable. So that's the way you've got to 
take that package it and then also think about what cast will be good for those certain roles and then you know when you start going out to agents and that kind of stuff that's that's another way of doing it so. i guess think things can change once like say you've got it and then a bigger actor comes on board Oh. And, then, and then you go, and then the you go up, and then you go. All right, I've got to change this budget right now. And- well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes if you get like I don't know a bigger act, like an A-lister, like a lot of the times the sales agent will like leverage that money so you can afford the actress, so or actor, or and that'll go up. So yeah, cool. It's just a completely. It's know, a very di- different world to commercials. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I think you know. I mean, this is. Again, completely honestly with you guys, and you know, it's an open forum. I think I feel I feel quite, you know, it's it's been really good that I went from film into commercials because it's it was kind of an easy transition for me. But I know I know it's really hard to go from commercials into film, but it, it, there is a way, and it, there's just a lot to learn because it's not just easy as like. Bish bash bosh, and you shot that. You know, shot and you finish the the project in two weeks or three weeks. But it's it's a long process, and there's a lot of integral parts, processes within making a film, from script development, legals, finances, casting. Even you know, you got to you know in film, you got to contract every single person, whether they do one day or they've worked for three months. Whereas commercials, nothing. But it, it's just all about those certain processes. And, you know, it's, I think once you get, do that, you, you learn it very quickly. And it's just about practice as that, what everything is. It's all about doing it and doing it and doing it again. And, you know, as we know, there's nothing wrong with uh, making mistakes. Making mistakes is the best learning. Yeah. You know, I, I was having a conversation with a different uh, another production company the, the, other, the other week, and they were we were all going like, "Oh, but what, what's next? We want to see something." You know, at the moment, it's all like transitions and all this kind of stuff. And where do you see commercial? Do you think it's an exciting time for commercials at the moment, or do you think it's a boring time? Well, or- I think we I think we are really lucky in the UK. I think the creative out of London is some of the best in the world. Like you know, you you know the scripts in America and the scripts in Europe scripts in asia are not as creatively fulfilling as the scripts in europe uh, in in the uk sorry and i think that's really exciting for directors and production companies here because the creative is really strong we've got some amazing creatives and everyone here just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and we're just making amazing work what's your um approach to agencies at the moment how do you you know, because you'll have a rep. Do you have a rep? Yeah. Yeah, we have a rep. Yeah. You know, but, we, but you know, I feel like running a production company, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. There's no one that cares more about, you know, bringing in the projects and bringing the the work and bring, making sure everything is is run right than yourself. And I I know that we all you know we're the people to go out and get those scripts and try and yeah try and find that right project that will get our director to the next level or push the director into a new realm that they've not worked in before and also it also looks good for us it's, it's good promotion and you know to myself we do a lot of direct client stuff but i do think all of the agencies we work with have been really good yeah. <laughs> which is great yeah 
Was was Marshall direct client? Yes. See, that's like when I go and like look at your website, I go, fucking hell, that's such a good job. Yeah. And continues to be a good job. Um, how did that come about? Though? Um, I don't know. Some director reached out to me, said, do you want to do this job? And I was like, yeah, okay. Sick. And then I did this little service job before I set up Dog Eat Dog. And um, I just did a service job around East London on Brick Lane. And a year later, he came back to me with a, a full campaign. And then wow. we've been doing the we've been doing the stills and film elements for the last six years, five, six years now. So good. And it's been, you know, great because, it, you know, we've pushed them as a brand and we pushed them and they pushed us as a, as a company. Do you have any fears about the industry at the moment? Is there anything scare you? Just, just you two coming into this yeah, office yeah. today. <laughs> People usually get scared. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, you know, I think the opening question, I think, I think going back to the fears thing of like starting dog eat dog, it sounds like it's just a bit of a obvious thing that falls into place pretty easy for you. But talk to me about that. That's, you know, for anyone who's wanting to start their own production company, like it's not easy. You know, I, it, I'm keen to get your way into it and, and your thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, look, myself, my partner, my business partner, Mark, we, you know, we were both freelance producers and... Um, we, we'd been working together for a few years and we, we were like, you know, effectively, we can do this. Why don't we? You know, we've both got different clients and we've been working, working really well together. So we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's set up a company, you know, and we did. And it's gone from strength to strength and we've bring up, brought on more people and done better projects. And, and it is bloody scary setting up a company. Because the only person you answer to is yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know, it's, 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 you know, as hard as it is, as it is, and the bare truth is, you know, if you don't, it's you're the last person on that pay, on the pay run. You are always the last person on the pay run. Doesn't matter what it is, everyone else is first. Insurance, the coffee for, you know, whatever, the, the keys cut for the office door, you know, all that kind of stuff. You are the last person to get paid. But then again, it can be a really well rewarding payoff in the end. Like, I'm just talking about financial sense, but also creatively as well. You know, at first we started up as a service company, just doing service jobs, and then it grew into a creative production company because we started getting scripts. But yeah, it's it's it it, it was scary, but you know what? Fuck it, just go for it. It's not all, you know, you're all right, it's all right saying, yeah, go go and set your own production company up, do it. It's hard. It is hard. And I think, you know, it's also very competitive out there. You know, when lots of people are setting up production companies, you know, I think it's fucking great. It's so entrepreneurial. It's it's brilliant. But there comes a point for, for like a lot of production companies that, that there's so many, it's so overwhelming that you know you could bid a project and you bid it well and you bid it safely and you bid it you know bid it to the best way you can and the creative's great but then there could be another company that could undercut you and those are the guys that are you know you know leaning out of a car without a harness trying to film somebody and that's dangerous and we just got to be you know you've got to make sure that everything is bid right and bid fairly and bid safely and i think as we as we know setting up a company is like all about safety and because it's quite busy out there people are stepping up very quickly in agencies clients and in production companies and when you don't have the experience to you know 
when you don't have a lot of experience and it and it all comes from learning but you don't want to have that learning experience when you're young to be a bad experience and you get fucked before you even start it's, i think the other massive bit of advice i'd say is, is always ask for help always ask for help if you don't if, you, if your gut says this is not right just ask someone else some more experience that can help you i think that's that's like so key and I've done that, you know, even running my company and um, running Dog Eat Dog and running other companies that I have in the past that, you know, I've, you know, I've fucked up in the past and, you know, it's all, you know, it's like I said, it's good fucking up, but you can't, you know, it's also about not fucking up to the point that you fuck yourself up effectively. And just if you fuck up once, then you just, and and you didn't ask for help the next time you know you can ask for help because i've been in that situation where i fucked up because i didn't ask for help and also i think to be aware of like the industry is just so it's so high and low you know you could be literally riding a high you know you've got six months of getting scripted non-stop and then suddenly for no reason of your own or you know, no fault of your own or that stops you know and you've got a dry period and it can fucking hit hard like but and that's another thing is just it's not like um cool set up a production company and and that's what we are and that's what we're doing it's like it's a never-changing shape you've got to be thinking new ways of bringing new talent to the table new ways of showing your work new ways of getting people in the room you know immersing yourself with like different creatives a new way of finding work yeah. as well I think that's another thing is a new five finding work because you you've got to find the money to run the company yeah. and build the talent and you know pay it it's, it's a it's a big mental pressure and I think you know a lot of people talk about mental health at the moment and I think it's you know a lot of people go through a lot of things when running businesses and I know at the moment it's it's you know it has been over the last few years with you know Brexit and COVID it's really a hits people hard and you know this company's gone under but I think it's just about trying to push forward and holding on and, you know, asking for help when you need it. And that really does help alleviate a lot of pressure from you. It is funny though. You, I think you'd, just for anyone who's like thinking of setting a production company, I think you definitely need a producer in the mix. Uh, yeah. And I suppose, you know, that is again, right. You know, it's always best to have a producer and a, a producer and a creative, in right? The mix. In the mix. On yeah, hundred percent. If you're if you if you're a couple of directors and want to set production, yeah, great. But definitely get producers a partner, definitely because they're going to help you, you know, move the right way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think at one point we knew like you knew there were let's just say twenty production companies. You knew and now there's fucking hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at like the APA website, there's like two hundred companies on there or something. Yeah. It's a lot of companies. And then you just got to think how many jobs are out there then. And again, there's, there's a lot of directors, but there's also, you know, going to be, there's, there's, there's a lot of scripts because, you know, Heinz baked beans, whatever the weather, still need to advertise Heinz baked beans, right? Uh, you know. And I'm still going to buy them. And so, yeah, I'm still going to buy them too because yeah. who can't beat uh, some beans on toast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a cup of Yorkshire tea. Yeah. I don't mean, you know, ain't it funny, just to be completely honest, is, you know, the kind of like, the contrasting scripts that have been coming through this year <laughs> from my experience or maybe from yours as well. It's like, it's not, um, you know, you get, you get scripts coming in that, uh, sell, oh, whatever, selling Heinz beans. And then you'll get a script come, comes in that's 
fashion, you know, CNA, like they're so varied. It's just like... Oh, mate, I was doing, you know, we were doing like the brand film for Aston Martin and one week and then like in one week and then the next week we're doing Percy Pig's 30th birthday social films. It's like... It's, I did see my Instagram story. I quite like that one. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I think, a, you know, you've got a kind of like, as a company, like you said, yeah, you've got a roster, but you've got to be open to working with other directors as well. And that's what's quite... And also being open to projects and scripts. Because I think, you know... Open to you, work. Open to work, exactly. But Because I think you can be a really fucking cool company. And that's great. And then, we're you know, we're pushing towards that. We want to be a cool company. But, we you know, we're still going to do the Percy Pig's 30th birthday and the Anusol commercials. But, you know, you know... But, you know, I still want to be doing the cool fashion films or the Aston Martin jobs or the, the Marshall headphones. It's like, it's all those kind of things. Like, you know... It's just moving forward. It's just moving that forward. And I think it's just about being open. It's been cool, but you know, you don't have to show the stuff that you, that you've, you've done out there. It's just, it's just about keeping, you know, it's, all, it's all about keeping working and keeping moving forward, whatever the project. Because if we were car salespeople, it'd be the same thing, right? It's just making sure that don't be too hard on yourself. Be aware that there's like, you know, there's, you're not always going to get the great hand. You know, it's kind of like... But then still do your best with, obviously with what always, you're given. Yeah, yeah, do your best with what you're given, but... It's all about doing your best and all about being pushing forward and all about being positive and just, like, like I just kept saying, just fucking have fun with it, man. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for coming on, Harvey. <laughs> thank you. I hope that wasn't too painful for you. Oh, no, it's all right. It's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, it's nice to chat. It's nice to chat. Yeah. Should do it more often. 100%. Nice one. See ya. Now then, bye. <laughs>